You're listening to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast with Nola Heal. Nola has over 30 years of experience in financial and operations management for companies around the world. As a part-time CFO, she's dedicated to working with businesses of all sizes to create sustainable growth and amplify strategy. Jessica Lansoff and Madison McBay are the co-founders of TAMFUSE. Jessica has an extensive healthcare background from working as a nurse and caregiver as well as developing land to build a retirement community. And Madison is finishing her undergraduate degree in health sciences while overseeing development of the TAMVUs platform. Rukia Meyer is the marketing coordinator for TAMVUs, oversees the marketing program from a visual, audio and creative perspective. Welcome ladies, thank you for joining us today. It's really a great opportunity to meet, and you represent interesting, unusual success. Female founders who are absolutely generations apart, who have somehow come together to create a health platform. Jess, can you perhaps start us off by telling us a little bit of what you were doing prior to creating TAMVUs and how you got it started? Absolutely, Nola. Uh Thanks for having us here today. We're excited to um, bring our passion and, and vision to this podcast, um, introducing Tambus to everybody. So I am actually a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I graduated from York University in 2006. Wow, that seems like a long time ago, but uh, I got into working directly into the emergency departments all over Ontario, um, some even downtown Toronto. And I got kind of not very interested in that after uh, a couple of years of that. And that was not because I didn't like nursing, but I did see a lot of um, interesting uh, problems within the healthcare system. So me as an internalizing person, I brought a lot of that home with me and it wasn't healthy for me, but I got out of that and I got into working with home care. So palliative care, which uh, was another direction I looked at. I uh, I guess I would uh, say I had this knack for helping people through that process of, of passing on. And I did that for about a year. And then I ended up looking at land development. So I have a real passion for seniors. I believe what I witnessed in the healthcare system is they're the ones that are suffering the most. They, uh, they worked all their lives to get to a certain point. Then they go through retirement. And at the last stages of their lives, they're ending up in hallways of hospitals and not being taken care of. I mean, I can't even count the number of seniors that actually passed away in hospitals of emergency departments. So it was very uh, opening my eyes to a lot of, a lot of problems. And uh, I decided to look at developing retirement community uh, focused on Alzheimer's and dementia, partnering with the University of Western Ontario to really look at the psychosocial aspects of, of seniors and how as a whole, connecting everybody, we can take care of seniors through through the, the dementia and Alzheimer's stages and make their transition through life a little better than what I had experienced. In the meantime, that's where Tanboos came in as well. And that uh, it's all evolved from those experiences and uh, we'll get into a bit more depth of that later. Absolutely. So Maddie is a student, I think I understand. So how did you meet in order to get together and create the platform? Yeah, so we met through a mutual friend and I explained what I was doing with Tamus. I had heard that she was in health informatics and I really didn't know what that was because I'm not too familiar with technology prior to building this. And she expressed interest in, in looking at a co-op opportunity with Tambus. And we were very fresh. We had no employees at the time. We had just basically started two months in and, you know, it was a big concept idea. We hadn't even started the MVP, but I really needed a senior project manager to conduct our beta testing sessions with seniors. And uh, that's when she came to us in September of 2019 and Maddie showed like such interest. She worked, I would say, you know, harder than I've seen anybody work um, to gain where she is today. And she showed her passion and, and uh, basically created 
an atmosphere where we've ended up hiring multiple co-op students. Ninety uh, percent of us are co-ops uh, of us uh, is co-op students, and um, she became senior vice president within uh, about eight months. She basically knows a product inside out. She operates a company, and uh, she's she's worked hard to get where she is today and that stems from being a co-op student and she was what I think 20 when she started um, and uh, she's done a really great job. Oh that's absolutely awesome. So Maddie you will definitely have to educate me on what health informatics is but in addition can you tell us about Tamviews? What is the product? What do you do? Yeah absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, just wanted to get that in there as well. Uh, health informatics is, it's a newer field for sure. It's part of health science and that's my major. And then my specialization is in health informatics. And it's really the bridge between the software developers, the very technical people that work on, you know, the backend coding and all that kind of stuff. And then there's the really care focused people like Jess and I play the middleman role. So I say, okay, Jess, give me the vision. Let's go this direction. I have the the knowledge to bring in from the health perspective, as well as the knowledge to bring in from the health informatics and the technology perspective. So if you think about wearable technologies, if you think about online um, electronic health record systems, uh, many different hardware is coming out for um, the healthcare specific, that is, uh, that's health informatics. Oh, fantastic. So tell us about Tamvus then. Yeah, so Tamvus is a online platform for individuals uh, to store and share their personal health information. So what we've built right now is a web platform and we're in the midst of building out a mobile app as well for individuals to access and uh, store their, their medical records. So we have a section called the journal and section provides uh, a space for individuals to go and actually just write down the different appointments that they have going on, any of the notes that they'd like to record. Um, maybe they're recording different symptoms that they're feeling at different points in time and just having that in a chronological order over a longer period of time. So each of those journal events have the ability to be shared with family members, which is a really important piece of the puzzle where you're continually repeating yourself. And I think Jess will get into this a little bit more based on her experience, but um, it's very common for, uh, you know, the game telephone. You, you play that with your friends when you're sitting around a campfire and somebody says, uh, you know, Nola's podcast is the best. And then by the end, it's like, I love Fridays. And you're like, what? Absolutely. <laughs> so when the message comes from the doctor into the hands of the patient and they're feeling overwhelmed at that very moment, um, oftentimes by the time to that second or third family member, it's nothing near what the doctor intended or what the true story is. So the journal really provides a place for that information to be recorded at the time of the appointment and then easily shared with a click of a button to all of these essential members of an individual's team, such as their family members, close friends, and uh, eventually their healthcare providers. That is awesome, I must admit. And I would think that um, Jess can probably tell us from her experience, but certainly the anecdotal um, feeling is that if you have symptoms and you record them on the day, you're going to get an accurate picture. If you try and remember what they were like or how they performed, one, they've probably gone away the day you're seeing the doctor. And secondly, I mean, you you just don't have a good memory. Some people will amplify the experience. Some will understate. Some of them you'll forget in between. Or if the doctor asks you a question and you get flustered, well, now all of a sudden that story ain't very accurate, is it? So, um, Jess, what inspired the brand when you, you started Tamvus? I believe it's a lifelong journey. And as I explained before, with my nursing background and healthcare um, background that, that started it. But ultimately, the reason that Tamvus was started was because of my grandma, who is Tina Tamming, and my mom, Yvonne DeVoost. And those two names put together is what creates Tamboos. 
Uh, everybody asks why why Tamboos, but that that is all about connecting people, coordinating your team, and it was through their experience that really um, led me to the idea of Tamboos. And they have since passed away, unfortunately, both in 2020. Uh, my mom passed away of cancer, and I was her primary caregiver for three very long years. She she was a very healthy, active female, and then at the you know, drop of a hat, she ended up with stage four multiple myeloma. And that journey through the healthcare system was, was very taxing on us. And uh, we have a great, a great healthcare system, but we have a lot of flaws. And it was really evident during her process, she ended up in multiple different hospitals with stem cell transplant, uh, an iron rod in her leg, blood transfusions down in Mexico for two months, and really the healthcare system was really in silos. And when I mean silos, it means that everybody else has pieces of the picture and nobody's communicating well. So that ends up being the individual that's sick that has to have all their information, but they can't get access to it. And then ultimately the family members are suffering because they're trying to coordinate the care when that person's really ill. So uh, her, her experience was not very good. My mom was very focused on health education and being preventative. So she would carry this big file folder with her to every appointment. And it was just, it was, it was just a real eye opener to see the, the, the communication issues, the repetition of her story over and over again, even till the day that, I mean, she passed away at home with me, but we had nurses coming in around the clock and, you know, three days before she passed, she was still telling the same story. And it's very depressing to hear that uh, from somebody, especially in their last days of life to have to repeat that. So I thought there, there needs to be something different. There needs to be a way that this can, you know, the history can be saved and shared efficiently as opposed to what is going on. Uh, and the same thing happened with my grandma. She had her, you know, my aunts and uncles to take, take care of her, but I was also the primary grandchild that took care of her. And during COVID, she, she became very ill and ended up in hospital with congestive heart failure, unable to express herself with nobody able to come in and take care of her. And it was just those two women in my life are the reason that Tambus has been created and and uh, we're we're going to make a change based on what what they experienced. Absolutely. So the platform has to unquestionably be a large part of the missing link in that, particularly the communication and record keeping um, cycle and process. How does it work to connect the parts and the people? Because I would think you probably have to allow sharing of information perhaps between participants. Yeah, I, I can touch on this, and then maybe Maddie can, but the, the links are is that the focus is generally not on the individual in, in when we're taking care of their health, right? It's, it, it is on fixing them, but it's not about um, providing them with the information. So we are a very client-focused platform. We are steadfast in the fact that you know, we have other features, we have other platforms, but we want to stay focused that the individual has the information at hand at the click of a button through privacy settings. They can share it with people on their team and they create their team. So they are in control of that information. Now, we don't want to have to rely on that individual to put all that information in because that's still more repetition. So we are in some strategic partnerships with other companies out there that are collecting that information and then we can integrate with them so that information will flow into this very secure profile that the individual has. And it will build over time, that health profile, uh, the journal entries, the data trust where you can house important documents um, and that will build over time. So imagine starting that at a very young age. You know, we have people in their teens that are starting to manage their health it, and they can go in and think about it in 40 years. If you were taking accurate documentation of your notes at a very young age, you would have that file all in one, one spot that you can share with specialists or other doctors or even family members. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a collection of highly confidential um, 
uh, personal information. Maddie, can you tell us how you manage the security on it um, and surrounding so that, for instance, it can't be hacked or or breached in any way while you're building the platform? I'm quite sure that was probably one of your pivotal foundations. How do you manage it? Yeah, so you're most definitely right. That's been top of mind since the beginning um, of the development. Before anything existed, uh, the top concern from our team is, you know, we want to build this, but we want to make sure that it's reliable and that people don't have these concerns about security and then that become a barrier to using our platform. So I think that's one of the differentiators with us is that it has been part of the roadmap since the very beginning. And so the ways that we've taken to address the security and the privacy of this information is we've surrounded ourselves with the correct partners um, and we've done some privacy and uh, security training within uh, the company. So, for example, we've worked with BlackBerry Spark on a number of different features within our platform. And uh, if you're not familiar with BlackBerry, which you most, most likely you are, they're very well known for their secure communications and so basically, they've helped us build out uh, the, the security within the upload and the download of multiple different files, as well as the communication between individuals. So we've actually adopted part of their technology that they've used within governments and within the military to ensure secure communications at that level and brought it to our platform. And so in addition to this, we've also partnered with a company called MedStack. And MedStack ensures compliance on the cloud um, secure platform. So basically where all of the data is stored within the platform, that's locked down in HIPAA compliant and P-HIPAA compliant environment. Um, and instead of us having to manage that as a startup with not many resources and not many people, uh, we've worked and surround ourselves with MedStack and we, we keep all of our information in their cloud. So between you know MedStack and BlackBerry, as well as doing privacy and security training, uh, we are very, very confident in our system, and, and we're actually quite proud of what we've built in terms of security and, and privacy. Absolutely. That sounds absolutely phenomenal. A large part of your platform and and the foundation on which it built sounds like you're actually working to build a health community. And in looking at your website, I see that you have done quite a lot there. Um, can you perhaps tell us about it? I think you have a blog. I, I loved its name, Talkative. Um, so could we perhaps learn more about the community that you are working on building? Yeah, absolutely. I will take over for that question. So um, talkative, we just really loved uh, alliteration. So Tamboos and talkative really felt like it fit. Um, but um, yeah, we're, we're trying to create and foster um, a community of connection. Um, and that's what inspired the blog. So um, connecting patients to their providers, um, using the platform, but also connecting patients and caregivers with each other. Um, so that's why we host the community blog um, on, on our platform. So if you navigate to the blog, what you can see, um, or if you read the blog entries, what you'll see is uh, many stories of uh, patients, of caregivers, um, of dependents, young people writing about their experiences navigating the healthcare system. They, they talk about their struggles, their stories of loss, or in most cases, remission. And it's becoming an incredibly safe space for patients to feel supported. That is phenomenal, Rukia. And I would think in your role, you probably play quite a lot of the, the task in, in getting it. I mean, it's very well laid out. I certainly wasn't able to read all the stories, but I did take a look at several of them. And they, they just give such an awesome amount of information and just the personal touch is just absolutely fantastic. So how did you come up with the idea of doing specific medical search? Well, over the years, I had 
been taking care of loved ones. And it came from an idea that um, I found when I was taking care of my mom during her cancer. And we would literally look at many PubMed articles and go on the web and try to Google things and try to find specific information. We would look at new treatments and, and try to do research. But I really found that it was difficult to navigate and there was articles that would cost money and I, I was frustrated. So I met a company called Blockchain Guru and we've been working closely with them, John Trask, since uh, I would say a year and a half now. And we started this project, which kind of evolved and found a solution for the problem that I faced when I was working with my mom. And that was ultimately... Um, using artificial intelligence and taking all the most relevant research articles through PubMed and scouring the web and finding it and pertaining to that one disease. So you can actually go on our site and type in what is a treatment for leukemia and it will come up with the top 10 journal articles that are out there in the web and you can start reading them and that would be a huge time saver for people trying to do that type of research. And a lot of times this costs money, but we provide this, you know, on our user base uh, very efficiently. That is really, really valuable. I mean, I certainly agree that if one just does a random search on the internet, um, you come up with a lot of good information and a lot of bad information. You must have done a lot to get that all together. For sure, yeah. My mom always used to say I was kind of a medical intuitive. I love epidemiology and like disease processes and doing research. And uh, that's really, you know, the future of Tamboos as well. And we're working with blockchain uh, on other projects, which are um, data science projects. So imagine, you know, you have a high heart rate and your heart rate is consistently high for a number of days. Well, it's going to really be proactive and kind of take that information and say, you should probably get an ECG or here's some resources for you. So I think the way of the future is what the connection between blockchain guru and Tamus is that with what they can build and what, what we are doing, we can really be very proactive in healthcare. Absolutely. That is phenomenal. Certainly from my conversation with John in my previous uh, episode of, of the podcast series, I was really fascinated with the applications that he is, is able to come up with. But I didn't know that he was actually doing some of the work with you. So that's absolutely awesome that you've been able to, to link up on that. Now, I seem to understand, um, if I recall, that you have an app coming out later in the year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the plan is with that? Does that link into this whole theme? Oh, definitely, yeah. And uh, the app was built with a uh, blockchain and it's being released hopefully in fall. And we're very excited about that. We have a lot of users that are uh, looking to have an app for the convenience. But we've also integrated with Apple Health. So your, your watch, your Apple apps, and then the app will really, really bring in that um, health information education part of um, not having to input the data, but the data is already there very quickly at the at the, the very easiest convenience for you. So there's a lot of future projects coming up. Uh, and one is the iOS, iOS app and then the Android app. Oh, fantastic. That really is great news. Um, you've got big plans for your for, for your um, tool, it may initially have started as a panic to get into, into functionality at the beginning of the pandemic, but this really sounds phenomenal. Definitely. So, Maddie, what did the pandemic do to you guys over the last year? Because as you say, you're a fairly new startup. I love the aspect that you are very typical female entrepreneurs in that this is very much a team feel. Use the best of the expertise around you as well as your own expertise. 
But um, the, the last um, 15, 18 months was pretty horrendous. So how do you build a business during a pandemic? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. It was an interesting uh, last multiple months and year for the company, especially knowing that when when the pandemic hit, we were less than a year into the project. So it was very early on. Our team wasn't that large at the time. Uh, luckily, we were able to you know, adopt technologies in order to continue to communicate on a regular basis. Um, and I think the hidden promise of the, t- the pandemic is that it actually provided us with an opportunity to uh, prove the, the usefulness of our technology. Uh, Tambu being a way to communicate with your family members in times where you're being uh, surrounded by a virus that's so unknown and so um, threatening to everybody, as well as the fact that if you're ever, um, unfortunately, if you ever had to be in the hospital at, at, during this time, uh, you had to go on your own. There was nobody who could be there with you, no support. Um, in a time where you know you might not be able to communicate for yourself uh, if you're ill in any way or honestly just the mental state that comes with being in a hospital, not to mention during a pandemic, uh, it can become very, very difficult to uh, tell your story and give them the information that they need in order to give you the care that you that you require. And so um, I think that was really the secret to the pandemic that we had to capitalize on this. Um, unfortunate opportunity and make sure that, you know, we're, we're looking out for everybody in this situation. And so that's what forced us to have an early launch. And so we had built out completely three of our main features, which include the journal, my team, and the health profile. And those three features by themselves are more than helpful in times like COVID where uh, you're all separated Uh, You're probably on Zoom calls more than you'd like to be. Uh, You have a lack of access to information and resources. And Tambus comes in and it really plays that connecting piece uh, during those times. And I think with that launch came a lot of stress and a lot of uh, unknown in terms of how we could adopt uh, our customer base, how we could make people aware of us. You know, we were kind of undercover up to this point as a startup um, and just kind of protecting our idea and making sure that we, we could get to the market first and then it came down to it and we weren't we weren't even thinking oh yeah this pandemic we didn't nobody knew this pandemic was coming so uh, we we had to prepare vertically to ramp things up and have our team prepared and hire on more people and then find the bugs and get them fixed and um, come up processes. And I think honestly, in retrospect, it was such an exciting time and um, it kept Jess and I, you know, driving during the pandemic um, and some excitement in terms of getting adoption and seeing our user growth and uh, talking to people while they're using the platform and understanding their situations and just those stories back to the blog where you you interact with people and they just, they see the value and it. it's very validating. So um, it, as much as pandemic has been a difficult time in, in many, many, many ways, uh, I do think that it plays a vital role in the, the launch of Tambus and, and where we are today. Absolutely. I mean, in a way, a, a really mixed blessing. It must have been an absolutely frenetic year but at the same time, as you got through each milestone, it was probably really exciting to see that you'd expedited the launch, come from invisibility to major significance and really well known. So where's your current user base? Are you in particular areas? Are you very widespread? I can answer that. So um, right now we're basically split between the U.S. and Canada. We have slightly more users in the U.S. um, uh, at 56 percent. And then um, the rest is Canada based and mostly within the GTA. So um, the Ontario uh, province of Ontario. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, quite honestly, I don't believe you're going to stay in either of those areas. I mean, growth in the U.S. is 
unquestionably a good place to start. You know, the size of the population there is just enormous. And I personally lived in the U.S. for a very short period, so I did experience some aspect of their health care. In fact, I've experienced health care in, in Canada where we have fully public health care, the U.S. where it's pretty much all private and a mixed situation. And yeah, I do think people there would really appreciate the ability to control their own records and be able to take them with them when they go places. So Maddie, um, what does 2021-22 hold for you? Um, Where are you going next? This sounds so exciting already. Are you on another growth spurt this year, perhaps? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think I think it starts by looking backwards and thinking, okay, 2019, the pandemic hit, we hadn't launched, we launched, and today being significant in Ontario, at least, um, we we just opened COVID uh, phase three, things are, you know, becoming normal-ish again. And I think that looking at it that way, uh, it's very interesting that prior to COVID, tambus didn't even exist. And as you mentioned, you know, we've got this presence now and it's quite significant and it's very exciting. And so moving forward and looking in the future, I think uh, there are multiple projects that we're working on right now. One I mentioned earlier being the mobile app that's going to be launched in uh, fall 2021. Uh, We're also working on a collaboration right now with uh, DHA Labs, which is out of the States. And Uh, We're going to be offering our customer base the ability to order labs and uh, automatically see their results within their profile, uh, which is quite exciting. Um, We're also doing, we're we're looking at many uh, integrations ultimately to uh, increase the accessibility of our platform, as well as streamline the information and data in from many different sources, which I think is one of the most important pieces of our platform is that Um, you know, in order to make our business more efficient and our platform more efficient, it's going to come down to automation and helping people. uh, They don't have to do as much, making it less manual and more easily accessible. Um, And again, that comes from many different integrations and strategic partnerships. Uh, In 2021, I believe we're going to grow in terms of our user base uh, we've already seen such crazy growth in the last six months. We've seen an over 400% increase in daily signups and registrations. The adoption of the platform is, uh, it, it's unreal. It's, it's very motivating and uh, I, I can't see that slowing down. So that's what's in store for the rest of 2021. Oh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations. I mean, it's just, it really is exciting to have an application like this, even though I am not accessing it at the moment, but just existing in the market gives so much hope in terms of managing people's um, medical and communication existence because when you can't advocate for yourself or your memory is is not serving you at that particular moment at least you've got a got a beautiful record to use so Jess in building Tamvus and as you mentioned you've done other things in the past you must have had significant challenges in overcoming obstacles and, and, and opportunities. Do you have any particular techniques or secrets that you use to ensure you do succeed or to get beyond the hurdles? So that's a really good question. I believe that I've learned some very valuable lessons. And one that comes to mind comes from other companies that I've built, and that is surround yourself with the right people. Uh, the team is absolutely, it's the most important thing to having a successful company. And I have been involved in other companies where that has not been the case and that would lead to failure for sure. And the group that we have today, Maddie, Rakia, my daughter Jordan's a part of the team as well. And then the entire group. Uh, They are young, which is a challenge as well when you're speaking to investors or trying to get validation, but ultimately they're, you know, they're 
energy, their drive, their, their passion to be a part of this team is what, what gets us through those challenges. Um, so that would be one, the, the, you know, surround yourself with the right team. And then the other one is, is definitely a challenge would be the, the, the female led side of things. I mean, we've been in front of pitches to investors where, you know, we're one female and two were young and it definitely does not uh, necessarily work in our favor sometimes. Uh, but we are up for that challenge. We, we would look at those individuals and be like, well, you're missing the boat here because we're, we're going to take off as a growing company. And, and we have, uh, you know, we have the great group to do that. So that would be uh, the other challenge that we, we have faced. Uh, as Maddie mentioned, COVID was, was a huge challenge, but turned into a positive in, in, in light of what has gone on. So I, you know, I believe definitely the right team is what's important. That's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, people are everything. And you actually did hit the nail on the head there. Two of the, um, I, I'm actually originally a um, CFO, Chief Financial Officer, and I've worked in, in startup companies really, really tiny to very large. And in raising finance, absolutely every time, two of the biggest challenges are being of the wrong gender and age. And because for some inexplicable reason, age is seen as inexperience. And in my case, I mean, I was the CFO of a $2 billion company when I was 30. And that's deemed impossible. And how can you do that? Because you're too young. So how, Jess, do you bootstrap a company then during a pandemic and with these challenges? I would say I always just stay um, focused on the end goal. You know, uh, we definitely had people, I would say, turn up their nose to us in the beginning. And they say, oh, everybody's trying to do what you're doing. You know, it's a it's the pandemic. Everybody's trying to make a healthcare app. And, and then now that we've grown and we've, you know, it validated what we're doing, it's, it's really rewarding to see that. Not to say that it was a huge challenge, you know. Uh, we've, we've, I think, you know, every no that we get, it just, you know, motivates us to go even further, right? So, um, I would I would say the end goal is what keeps us focused here, and and that is to to ultimately make people healthier and happier and have better lives. Absolutely, and and well, at times you you must have wondered how you were going to make it through because um, building in in people and the right people obviously costs money and you need that investment and unfortunately the return comes after the investment but you've made significant progress now so it's got to be rewarding so Maddie um what trends do you see impacting you and the industry over the next let's call it medium term being three to five years since in technology that's actually a long time yeah so um, I think to begin with, it's obviously going to be a huge impact on society as things open up after this pandemic. And I think that comes along with a lot of travel. And to me, that sounds like an opportunity for news, especially uh, travel medicine and having your records with you when you need them. Uh, and that's ultimately one of the bigger pictures picture uh, missions of Tambus is, you know, there's so many grandparents, for example, that are heading south in the winter and they're, you know, they're snowbirds, we call them. <laughs> and oftentimes they're heading down and, and maybe something happens while they're there for multiple months of the year and they don't have access to the information that keeps them safe and the information that ensures that they're getting the care that they need. Um, imagine having a an allergy to a specific medication and you end up at a hospital and you're unconscious and something goes wrong. Um, those are the unspeakable and unthinkable situations that we want to acknowledge. And I do think that the generation coming up being mostly mine and slightly older is so much more aware um, of 
the value of technology and what that can provide. And I think that the adoption rate of not only Tamboos, but many, many different versions of technology is going to only continue to increase and be um, highly relied on. Uh, so that's one piece. And I think the other pieces of, of where this industry is headed is within healthcare and within technology. Um, again, that reliability. I really think that uh, there are so many different pieces of technology coming out. Um, if you were to look backwards in time, thinking about having a phone app that can connect a watch that also knows your heart rate, like that just seems like what we can never do that. And now it's like, of course, I have my Apple Watch, I have my phone, and it, they connect and it knows my heart rate. Like you want to know right now, right? So that accessibility um, is only going to continue to increase. And with that, I think the availability of data um, is going to be a huge advantage and uh, it's going to be an influential factor and something that we're looking to take advantage of as well. Uh, we're working on a few different data science projects with uh, some of the leaders in that industry and looking at helping people be more preventative with their healthcare. So a piece of that is uh, just to give some a little bit of insight. Uh, our, our app that's coming out, it, it is connected with Apple Health and, uh, you know, things like your heart rate or your blood pressure, or if you're diabetic, you know, your blood sugar. Those are measurements that are consistently coming in, you know, that is never ending. Um, and what you can do with that data is help people become more educated and understand what do these numbers mean for me? at different points of the day, at different points of the year, how I'm feeling, what does it impact to my mood? How is that, uh, you know, leading to a specific event that be positive or negative? If you're ending up uh, following a, a negative path towards possibly a heart attack or um, a shortage in, in insulin or anything along those lines, we can see those trends before they happen. And that's going to save the healthcare system, money, time, effort. Uh, and I do think that technology is going to play a huge part in that. And that's really going to be driven by the data that's uh, coming out from what's being built today. It's pretty exciting. I mean, if I think of even the opportunity, as you say, your generation move forward 20, 30, 40 years, and people have some kind of symptoms happening, or for argument's sake, they've gained a lot of weight. And the proactive people potentially can go back in their records and take a look at, hey, how did I feel when I was 10 kilograms lighter or whatever it was? Maybe it would motivate people as well, because a lot of that support factor, that psychological health, it's if you've got something to hang your hat on and say, well, let me try. I've really got to persevere on that diet this time or just healthier eating to get there. So that's pretty awesome. So in this whole sphere, are there um, things that perhaps worry and excite you about both the industry and our country? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting it's a, one. It's a big question. <laughs> that is a big question. Um, I'm going to take a COVID spin on this one. I think I think I'm going to go with the vaccinations. That's something that's extremely uh, pertinent right now. Obviously, with the the almost a mandate being put out to get vaccinated, and and where are those records being stored? And I think that uh, that coming along with trouble. Um, and, you know, if you're double vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine or maybe you do. Or what province are you going to or are you going out of the country? What country are you going to coming from all these different variables? These act as most definite concerns. I think that um, the organization with the healthcare system is going to need to step up a lot in order to deal with this in the most efficient way possible. And I think what has been experienced up to this point in terms of um, having to quarantine or not having to quarantine, where are you quarantined? Do you have to pay to stay in hotel and all these types of things? Um, they've proven to give a little shake to humanity, for sure. People aren't uh, accepting this 
uh, just because. So I think that the healthcare system plays a huge role in this and the information that follows an individual and how, how can we get that out very efficiently? How can the individual be the one that has that information? And again, I'm going to say, you know, Tamvus is a pretty good solution for some along those lines. Um, and then I think the future of the industry, I, I do think that the data can be extremely powerful. Um, there's most definitely people that see that almost as a concern. They feel, I will go back to that security and that privacy feeling of, well, somebody's watching me or, you know, I feel like they know too much or you want to hide behind the data. And I, I think from my education and from what I've learned about technology and about data, um, I'm one of those people that that actually excites me. It doesn't scare me. Um, I, I understand it level where I know it's not um, it's not one individual person behind this screen that can see, oh, Maddie's heart rate's going and uh, we should give her an alert now. Right. So it, it, it's not that. And some people don't understand it. And I, I absolutely understand that because technology can be extremely confusing at times and it's evolving so rapidly that you can't keep up. But I do think that that would be one of my concerns, just that some people don't understand it the way that they should or could or um, can, I guess, because uh, that's going to lead to resistance to uh, things that can be life-saving, you know, different research that can be done in order to save lives, different um, technologies which can be adopted to save lives, procedures which can be adopted to save lives. I think if our society can shift to a, a different mindset and a different thinking um, in terms of being preventative and, and embracing the power of technology and, and data, uh, that would provide a lot of uh, positive but I do think concern would be that you know it, it, there's still a lot of resistance out there and uh, you never know where that can lead in, in the future absolutely yeah it's it's quite a mixed blessing you know there, there's so many positive aspects to it but um, you can also definitely understand the hesitation, the resistance, the concerns over security. You know, who is getting my data? Where is it going? I mean, the fact that we all know that all of our data is out there every time we do anything electronic or even, I don't know, breathe in our own home. Somebody has some record somewhere. It's, it's you know, I mean, that's not the reality, but that is certainly some of the the ghost stories that are, are out there. And I mean, I can even just a, a, a small example, I can see benefit internationally in traveling if you have your data. I mean, as a scuba diver, you're in some foreign country and something happens to you medically. Well, now you've got a record of the last test you had or the whatever at the push of a button as long as you charge charge your cell phone or moving between provinces. My, my son is at school in Ontario, has been vaccinated in Alberta, and his school asks him to prove that he has been vaccinated. Well, what do you have? Some piece of paper or, in this case, your phone, which more and more we're all, all moving to. Our phone is our entire existence. Absolutely everything is on that phone. So, Rukia, Having listened to this fantastic conversation today, I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts, anything we perhaps haven't discussed today that you could could tell us about, educate, comment on? I think Maddie really just nailed it on the head. Um, and I really want to drive home that thought that you have more control over your health record or your health journey than you think. So it's really important to be just as on top of your financial records as it is your health records. And so anyone can sign up and signing up for free is the first step, really. Um, so we have a ton of great resources on the actual tamvus.com platform on how to get started, the first steps, and how to properly fill out your account. So I think if we leave you with any thought today, it would be um, hopefully to um, inspire the thought that you should feel empowered to take charge of your health journey and your health records and to um, have access to them whenever you need them. Absolutely. And I mean, just 
go across, take a look at your website. As you say, it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Make a start and, and, and do some investigation. So how do listeners contact you in order to learn more or, or to find out this fantastic information on your website? Yeah, absolutely. So they can visit uh, tambus.com. Uh, to get some more information. Um, you can also send us an email at info at uh, We're on LinkedIn. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you want to contact us in a less formal way, but we're all available um, on standby, ready to, to help you in any way you need. Oh, absolutely fantastic. I will link up the references in, on the show notes page for the podcast so that people can find you. And obviously, as uh, Jess mentioned, the spelling is a little different because of the combination of the names. So I will will pop that on the show notes page so that people can find you. Absolutely awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us today to tell us all about this really exciting development and phenomenal platform that you've built that, that's putting control of our own healthcare records and communication in our own hands. So good luck on this next exciting episode. I definitely think we're going to have to have another chat in in a, a couple of months time to see where you've got to and and what is happening i hope it's really is a bunch of fun thank you so much appreciate having us on today and i hope that we've enlightened uh some of your listeners and understanding and, and knowing you know again that power you, you truly do have it absolutely the power's in your own hands thanks very much and have an absolutely phenomenal day the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast is sponsored by Protea Consulting Professional Corporation. We help our clients translate their operating and accounting data into the strategy for business growth they're truly capable of. Subscribe to the Unlocking Business Growth Podcast on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify to hear from other companies that have overcome growth challenges. Get a free copy of NOLA's latest book, the 5F strategy, bottom line growth in any economy without additional sales and marketing. And download the financial growth scorecard at proteaconsulting.ca. Work with us to achieve your business potential. To find out if we're a fit for your business, email info at proteaconsulting.ca and follow the Unlocking Business Growth podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook.